This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast, a brand new hockey podcast, all about the Tampa Bay Lightning as a part of the new Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Mike Mitchelson, and joining me today in person, across from me, looking very ugly, Chase Croshaw. How you doing, Chase? Uh, could be doing better if it wasn't for, for the you know, harsh words, but other than that, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, so today we have a standard Monday episode. This will be some news, game, review, and preview. You know, all the stuff that you guys love. But today, if you're listening on Monday, it is a trade deadline. One of the most special days in hockey. So we hope you're able to enjoy that and hope that a lot of moves are happening. We're recording on Sunday. So in about 24 hours or so, looking at really what, like 28 hours, yeah. trade deadline will be about over. So we're hoping things start to pick up here once we are done recording this episode. So Chase, let's first jump into some news. And I think really the biggest news of Saturday night also is probably the biggest news that have come in the last week, and that's the emergency backup goalie, David Ayers, gets a dub for the Carolina Hurricanes after uh, both their goaltenders go down with injuries. Yeah, so obviously this is a unique situation. Uh, we remember last year Scott Foster going in for the Chicago Blackhawks, making a few saves, uh, helped the team get a win, was never credited with a win because he didn't play enough minutes and uh like the way like the uh, NHL credits wins is, is a little weird, uh, but re- regardless, Ayers goes in, becomes the first ever NHL emergency backup goalie to win a game. Uh, made eight out of, eight out of ten saves, which I mean is pretty good. And when you're facing the Toronto Maple Leafs, who have John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, regardless of how bad they're playing, that's still a ridiculous amount of talent to be able to make eight saves on ten shots with those guys is unreal. Uh, you know, th- this Carolina team, once both their goalies go down, this guy comes in, you know, they obviously they can't expect very very much out of him. They, they got to kind of think, you know, he's probably letting in a few, a few goals. We're losing this game, but whatever. Just try to have some fun. And, you know, there's a little story that came out with Eric, Eric Halla told him, told Ayers, that, you know, just we don't care if you let in 10 goals. Just go out there and have fun. And that kind of helped him settle in and play as well as he did. And he becomes the old. Not only the first emergency back goalie to ever win a game, also the oldest goalie in NHL history to win his first NHL game. Yeah, and that's at 42 years old. Quite impressive by David Ayers. Uh, I, I was a little worried when I first got notified about this story and seeing that Ayers let up his very first shot against. He let that go in the net, and that was for John Tavares. And then not even a minute and a half later, he let in another goal to make it 4-3. to three. They still had the lead. They were up 4-1 to one when Ayers came in, but... Man, I was like, this is going to be brutal. This yeah. guy's going to let in like nine goals. Uh, but he stood he, he stood tall and got the victory for the Carolina Hurricanes. That game ended 6-3. to three. And it's really nice when the team around you only lets up 10 shots with the remaining time that he had to play for because, I mean – if if he faces you know any more shots than that, it could be troublesome. Uh, but one thing I wanted to talk about 
specifically with this game and the Carolina Hurricanes is uh, James Reimer, he went out because Jacob Slavin ran into him, lower body injury there. Both the Mrazic thing, Kyle Clifford comes in and s- smokes Mrazic. It, it's like a similar scenario when uh, Ryan Miller got hit, jeez, uh, what was that, like 10 years ago? Yeah, something like that. Um, it didn't seem like any of the Carolina Hurricanes players were eager to jump at Kyle Clifford. Like, there were some guys that came over and gave him a shove, but... If you're going to hit my goalie, you're going to take my goalie out of the game, I'm tossing the gloves off, and I'm going to beat the hell out of you. So yeah. I'm not sure why the hell the Hurricanes look so timid timid when it came to their goalie getting absolutely rocked. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe the Carolina Hurricanes were like, finally, now our two goalies are hurt, and we can go trade for a real goalie. I don't know. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Oh. <laughs> but but I, I don't know. Regardless, yeah, that's kind of... Bush League, you got to send him for your goalies regardless. Um, the fact that Clifford was just kind of able to do that with no consequence from another Carolina player is pretty garbage. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, some outfall or outfall, I guess. I don't know. Downfall. Downfall. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Basically, after the game, uh, who was it? It wasn't Darren Drager. Craig Button. Craig Button, yeah. Craig Button he, uh, he had a little bit of a rant for the – Toronto Maple Leafs talking about how this team, when there's ever any adversity, they don't not only not perform, but they just give up as a whole. And this team is garbage, and they're not going to go anywhere in playoffs. And if they can't beat a Zamboni driver from the AHL, then they're not going to do anything. And it was quite awesome to hear, honestly. And uh, who knows how the Toronto Maple Leafs will act if they see it. Uh, I, I'm assuming that they're probably just going to cry about it and say it wasn't our fault and not take responsibility and continue to be trash, but who knows. Yeah, it kind of goes back to words that Ovi said before. He was, for whatever reason, because everything's always about Toronto with the NHL, especially in Canada, he was asked, you know, what does Toronto have to do to win a Stanley Cup? He, he said, you know, they're not, their locker room, their roster isn't built to win a Stanley Cup. And he would know. He was someone who was... Uh, you know, with plenty of rosters for 10, 11, 12 years that were not built for Stanley Cups, and then sure enough, it finally changes. So, like, Ovechkin is obviously on something there. The coaching change happens at first. Sheldon Keefe comes in, and the team plays pretty well at first. Then they come back down to reality, and they're falling really hard. They might not make the playoffs. Uh, I don't I don't blame it on coaching. I, I think I think Babcock was still a terrible coach. I don't, I don't know if I blame this necessarily on coaching. Uh, Keith could probably be doing a better job. The way they run practices is a little weird. They just like listen to like pop music the whole time. It's it's really weird. But it, you know, this, this has got to be on, on the players. It's got to be on the leaguers at the end of the day. You know, guys like like Mitch Marner last night. He had you know just no effort, no drive in that game. He came out a minute afterwards. He said he, he didn't put any effort. Like that that's garbage. You, you're getting paid millions of dollars by this team. You can't do that. You know, guys like John Tavares need to be better on a daily basis, but. Uh, this Toronto Maple Leafs team is proven to be pretenders more than contenders. Yeah, exactly. And Chase, like you said, they might not even make playoffs right now. They're barely holding on to the third seed in the Atlantic. Uh, they are two points out of Florida. They also have a game on Florida. So Florida wins that next game. Florida's in, Toronto's out. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on them. But honestly, I feel like, like you said, with the practices, they got pop music going and stuff. I kind of feel like they're trying to go the football route with like Sean McVay, trying to make it like a player-friendly type uh, relationship there in Toronto. But 
they're also having no responsibility put on the players. Yeah. Where, you know, when you look at the NFL, the players love Sean McVay with the Rams. They love him, but they know they have to work hard. They need to, you know, get the job done or else there's going to be consequences. It seems like the Toronto players may love the scenario they're in, but it doesn't seem like they'll ever be punished. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure uh, if that's going to work. I Obviously, it's not right now. I honestly think the only way that a coach could turn around this Toronto team is if you bring in like a Tortorella, a guy that's going to just beat the hell out of the team if they're doing something wrong. So Not, not literally. We, 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 yeah, yeah, no, 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 not, not literally. No, no. But, we've, had, um, we've had a lot of that you know, come out this last year. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but but make sure they're accountable. You know, yeah. there's got to be you know punishments. If, if a play like if Martin says he's not, he didn't put any effort. Suspend the dude for a game. Bench him. Healthy him. Yeah. Do something. 100%. So, agree. just stupid. Yep. Um, but now we move on to the next story, and this one is really surprising actually because we didn't see this coming. But no. the Red Wings, they have officially been eliminated from the playoffs. They still have 19 games in hand, uh, but kind of surprising. Not gonna lie. Yeah, you know it's very surprising. You know they were they were so close. All they had to do was win out the rest of the season from their last game, and then have the Toronto Maple Leafs lose out and the Florida Panthers lose out, except to each other where they could split the games one and one, and then the Red Wings could make the playoffs to the third Atlantic spot. Like that's that's very attainable. So you know it's kind of surprising that they, they went out so quickly, but. Uh, with that, you know, being eliminated so early, they're the earliest team to be eliminated since the 2003-2004 Pittsburgh Penguins, which was on on the same day. So that's you know that's that's pretty good. That's just showing that you know that Penguins team was in a horrible spot. Yeah. That this Red Wings team was in a horrible spot. So all, all the fans in Detroit, you know, best wishes the next few years. Uh, enjoy losing the draft lottery and not getting Alexi Lafreniere. Exactly. Have fun picking fourth overall while our Tampa Lightning are winning Stanley Cups. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because you mentioned the 03-04 Penguins. That wasn't even the year they got Crosby. That was the year they got Malkin at number two. Yep. And the draft lottery has gotten harder to obtain that number one overall pick now. So, yeah, uh, likely that the Red Wings are picking either three or four. So we'll see what happens there. And uh, a fun stat of the day for the Red Wings is the – Second worst team in the NHL for plus minus is a minus forty eight. The Red Wings are a minus one hundred and eight. Minus six, like sixty worse. That's awful. It's really bad. Uh, but we'll stop harping on the Red Wings uh, fans at least because you know they actually have to watch the games and uh, that that's. Hard enough, let's be honest. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Chase, on to the next news. We talk about Jumbo Joe Thornton, and uh, he's he's a little tempted to chase after a Stanley Cup. Yeah, so recently, uh, I believe he, just, he was just being interviewed by some local team media, and we kind of asked him about the potential of a trade because it's been rumored for a little bit. He said it definitely would be tempting to be moved to contender, uh, maybe have a chance of winning a cup, still does not have one. So... I personally would be surprised if they don't try to at least trade him. You know, he might end up saying, no, I don't want to be traded. But if they like, if they don't at least try to trade him, I'd be surprised. I think he should be willing to go somewhere. You know, San Jose, like, he's not on a big cap, and I'm pretty sure he's making 5 mil this season. So just retain half half his salary for the rest of the year. Sometimes a contender, he can go play, like, you know, a third-line center role who can play on your power play and just, you know, put up tremendous points in that role, you know? Yeah, most definitely. It'd be, it'd be nice for Jumbo Jota. 
you know, get that Stanley Cup because I mean the dude's already a Hall of Famer. I think you and I can both agree on that. Yeah. Uh, so I think getting a Stanley Cup would cement his legacy and and really be a good thing for a player that seems that the cup has evaded him for you know his whole career. So we'll yeah. see if that happens. Uh, maybe, maybe not. But on to the next news, we talk about Zach Bogosian. So Zach Bogosian recently got waived and cut and is now a free agent. And there's a couple teams looking to land Bogosian for a cheap deal to try help push for that Stanley Cup. Yeah, so there's really four teams that are done, and like three that are pretty heavily in it, uh, but four that are mentioned. So those four teams include... Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Pittsburgh Penguins, Carolina Hurricanes, Arizona Coyotes. With the way thing, <clears throat> things are going in Toronto, uh, the interest is kind of cool a little bit. So those other three teams I mentioned, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Arizona, are you know the main front runners. There's also been apparently some some interest out of Calgary, San Jose, and Boston, but well, you know it, it's it's I'd say it's more likely he ends up with one of the first two in Carolina and Pittsburgh. Arizona, I I don't know, I, I just don't see it. I could see you know Pittsburgh because they've they've kind of haven't had any really like any depth D the last few years, and then Carolina losing Brett Pesci, you need someone to replace him. Yeah, I agree with you. I think one of those two are most likely. I'm interested to see Arizona up there because it seems like since trading for Taylor Hall, they have just been on an awful slide, and currently they're sitting in the first wild card spot, but barely holding on to it. So we'll see what happens there in Arizona. I I kind of doubt that Bogosian goes there, but we'll have to see. Uh, surely he'll be signed within the next couple of days and try to help a team make a playoff push. And I actually like Zach Bogosian. I don't think he is a phenomenal defenseman that is you know going to push you above and beyond. There's a reason he got cut, but I think he can help for sure with some defensive depth, depth um, especially on a long playoff run. Some guy needs a break, you know, or some guy gets injured. He can come in and really be good for you uh, in the defensive zone. Yeah, no, de- definitely, and he'll probably sign a minimum contract. If not, maybe just like a little bit more. So, He'll, he'll be in a good position for team for a team to get him cheap and not really like impact anything. I mean, it'll it'll take up a roster spot, but it won't really do anything to the salary. Yeah, most definitely. And then last chase, we talk about Alexander Ovechkin. Seems like we've been on this topic for a couple weeks now. Alex Ovechkin officially hit 700 goals in his career. A huge achievement for him. He did it against the Montreal Canadiens on Thursday night. Uh, just awesome for a guy that has been, honestly, the best goal scorer in NHL history in my mind. Yeah, 100% he has been. And, you know, he obviously had one of the huge hot streak. It went kind of a cold streak where, you know, it felt like for six, seven, eight games he was taking 15 shots and nothing was going in. Uh, but it fi- finally comes together. It finally hits that 700. A little bit uh, stress taken off there. So, you know, that's awesome for him. I he's only 34 years old. He like he could legit play in the way like how he tr- how his body's just naturally he's a he's a freak and how he trains and keeps himself like he could play another 6 7 years in the NHL. He, he that record is easily broken. Like it it's, it could very easily be broken by Ovechkin. Yeah, I agree there and I'm honestly hoping that this starts uh another hot streak here. So, right now he's got 42 goals. And that's three behind number one in David Pasternak. I kind of hope that Alex Ovechkin starts another hot streak and, uh, you know, takes that goal championship, the Maurice Richard, and, uh, you know, continues to 
dominate in the goal scoring category catches up with Wayne Gretzky and his goal record. So awesome. we'll have to see what happens there. But now we move on to some Tampa talk. We're going to do a game review and then do a game preview afterwards. Uh, a tough week for our Tampa Bay Lightning here, Chase. Uh, so let's just hop right in and uh, hopefully we can rebound next week. So first game was on Monday, and this was between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. This one is a dub in overtime. Yeah, it ends up being a 4-3 win for our Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and a, a decent game. Shots ended up even 27-27. Wasn't a whole lot of action for my liking. Kind of got dominated in faceoffs. You know, yet again, not a lot of power play chances. Kind of been a trend, you know, not a lot of power play chances last few games. And not capitalizing on the ones that we're getting. But, you know... It, this Tampa team still, like, still obviously looked as as good as they could, you know, as they have been recently. They had a tremendous second period where they scored three goals and looked pretty dominant, and then ended up getting the overtime winner. Cameron Gons gets his first goal of the year, which is pretty cool. Uh, but other than that, there's not really for me a whole lot extremely noteworthy coming out of this game. You know, it just it, it was a good win to pick up. Uh, it extended our winning streak to 11 games at the time. So yeah, yeah, I think this game was kind of. Uh... Meh, I guess yeah. I can say, because power play was 0 for 1. Our penalty kill was decent, 3 for 4. Uh, both goaltenders, McElhinney and Francouz, had a little bit of a struggle-some game, both under that 900 save percentage mark that uh, most people like to see their goalies being above. So a little bit of a weird game, a meh game, but we came out with the victory, and that's all that matters. Absolutely. So we now move on to the next <coughs> game, and this was on... Thursday between Vegas and our Tampa Bay Lightning. This was another road game, and this one did not end in our favor. No, this one was a 5-3 to three loss where Alec Martinez scores his first goal for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, you know, we kind of had our, our, I guess, almost star players kind of show up for him. Shannon Kirk had a goal. Sam Coast had a goal. No, two goals, I should say. Sorry. Uh, but it, it was a game where really Vegas was the better team. Outshot us 33-27. to 27. Better than faceoffs, you know. It was promising to see our power play finally get going, being two for four, shooting yeah fifty percent, something that hasn't really happened in you know the the year twenty twenty so far. Uh, so you know, there, there's positives to take out of the game, but at the end of the day, uh, Vasilevsky, you know, he, he could have played a little better. The team could have just played a little better as a whole. Uh, you know, it, it, it was just a disappointing kind of loss. Yeah, I agree. And then I talked about how in this game. We most likely would not see the same Mark Andre Fleury as we saw. Uh, what was it last week or two weeks ago when yeah. we played him and put up five against him? He was much better in this game. We still got three past him. Two of them were on the power play though. So uh, Mark Andre Fleury definitely outperformed Andre Vasilevsky in this game, and that is what gave Vegas the edge. Uh, if we look at faceoffs, we lost that again, fifty-five to forty-five. The last game was sixty-one to thirty-nine. Uh, you know, with Blake Coleman coming. And then I kind of figured the faceoffs would get a little better. Uh, as of right now, they haven't. So we'll see what happens. But it seems like almost every single game we're getting dominated in the faceoff category, and that's not what I like to see. Yeah, I, I agree. Speaking of Coleman, he was you know he was dash two that game, so not not the best of performances. You know, but fifteen minutes, he'll he'll be better uh, once he gets a little more acclimated to the team. I believe it's you know it's a different system, different kind of culture and chemistry than there is in New Jersey. So once he gets a little more acclimated, you know, he'll, he'll be all right. Yeah, most definitely. And then the last game was on Saturday, February 22nd, another road game. And this was in Arizona. And this one did not end very well. Nope, definitely did not. Uh, 
7-3 thumping of our Tampa Bay Lightning. 41 shots on goal compared to 30 in favor of the Coyotes. Uh, this Coyotes seem really, like, they, they just wanted it more. Connor Garland is continuing his tremendous season. I uh, had two goals and an assist on the day. He played, you know, played a tremendous game. He, he he's a guy that's just come kind of out of nowhere. Like, I want, like, I don't know if out of nowhere is the right term. Like, he was, he was an NHL draft pick. He had a good junior career. But he was kind of called up just because there were so many injuries. And then he just started performing, and now he's the team's, like, leading goal scorer. He's, you know, he's been one of their most consistent players this whole season. Uh, he's been really impressive, you know, and he's, you know, he struck against our Tampa Lightning. Yeah, most definitely. The Coyotes outshot us 41-30, to and I think really the most consistent thing for the Tampa Bay Lightning since December has been their goaltending and their penalty kill, and that was not the case in this game, and I think that really gives the edge to the Coyotes. Yeah. So our PK only 60%. They scored two times out of the five times there on the power play. And then Andre Vasilevsky, he let in all seven goals and had an eight two nine save percentage. Not looking good there. Uh, really a tough game for us and a, a tough night in general for the Atlantic. Catherine Silverman, uh, a friend of the Hockey Podcast Network, is sometimes a guest over there on the Arizona Coyotes podcast. And she said that the Tampa Bay Lightning lost 7-3. The Bruins lost 9-3. The Panthers lost 5-3. And the Toronto Maple Leafs lost to an AHL Zamboni driver. What an awful night for the Atlantic Division. And that really is the case because, geez, it's not fun to see a team get thumped this bad. Uh, luckily... The Boston Bruins, the only team that I think are very competitive with us in our division, uh, they got thumped even worse by the Vancouver Canucks. So we'll see what happens here. We need to rebound, and hopefully we can do that in our next coming games, which we'll go over right now. The next game is on Tuesday, February 25th, and this is versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is a home game. I think we're going to thump them because the Toronto Maple Leafs suck, like we've been talking about. Yeah, they're kind of imploding, collapsing. I'm not too concerned. I think this will be a game that yeah we, we, end, we end up getting the win, no issues, Pro- probably by a couple goals. Uh, should be a fun one to watch, though. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I mean, they still have a lot of star power. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, uh, you know, a lot of good players over there. So we could be in for a tough ride, but based on how the Toronto Maple Leafs have been playing recently, uh, I'm not very worried. So we both have a win there. Our next game is on Thursday, February 27th, and this is versus the Chicago Blackhawks. Another home game. We've got a nice three-game home stretch here in the next coming week. Uh, so Chicago Blackhawks. I think this one should be a win as well. I mean, I think Toronto Maple Leafs are a better team. Uh, maybe not as of right now, though, because of how bad they're performing. But also, I could see Robin Lehner not being in Chicago by the time we play them. So, we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, both Robin Lehner and Eric Gustafson, you know, very very well could no longer be with the Blackhawks by the time we play them. Eric Gustafson's not even traveling with the team on this upcoming road trip. I would be really shocked if he's not traded to a contender by the deadline. You know, obviously, when when the show comes out, we people will probably have a better idea because it'll be trade deadline time, and I'm sure a move will have happened or have been rumored to happen at that point. But the, this this Chicago team will more likely than not look different when we play them, and I'm not too concerned. That so that should be a good one. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right, Chase. Next up, we have a game on Saturday, the last game. 
for this week that uh, we're covering in the game preview. And this is on February 29th, Leap Day. And this is versus the Calgary Flames. Another home game for us. A 4 p.m. game, though. Uh, an afternoon game. And I'm not a big fan of afternoon games. I think we've had an afternoon game recently. And I think we won, maybe? I think it was versus Philly. I think we took yeah. that one 5-3. to three. Uh, But, yeah, afternoon games are always iffy. So we'll see what happens here against Calgary. Your thoughts on this one, Chase? Well, afternoon games are always tougher on the road team than the home team. So... And this Calgary team, which isn't really one that impresses me. The goaltending is okay. And like they've got star power, like, you know, Sean Monaghan, Johnny Gaudreau, Mark Giordano. They, you know, they, they, got a lot, they got a lot of good players, don't get me wrong. But still not really, and I mean, Matt Kachuk too, can't forget him. But still not a team that really concerns me. I think this should be another pretty sizable win in a week where we should go 3-0. Okay, so I'm going to give this one a loss just because I feel like every time I watch afternoon games on a Saturday or a Sunday, it always seems like the underdog for some reason takes it. So even though Calgary is the away team, I think uh, for some reason the little bit of an underdog, I mean the team overall is kind of an underdog story with their superstar being Johnny Gaudreau, fifth-round pick, small dude, people didn't think could make it in the NHL, and the guy's been a stud for them ever since – coming over from college. So I'm going to give this one to Calgary. And it seems as of, uh, you know, this past week that we saw our team kind of slow down a bit and our goaltending and penalty kill hasn't been consist- as consistent as it was. So uh, I'm going to give us a two-in-one week, take a loss here to the Calgary Flames. Fair enough. Well, re- really quick, there's something I, I want to mention. It's kind of about the last week's games and about this, you know, upcoming week's games. So, Cameron Gons mentioned scored his first goal of the season was a recent call up. Uh, that was the second game with the team that they, he played previously at Edmonton too. Uh, so, right now th- through three games uh, with our Tampa Lightning, he has four points. So maybe he's you know just the next best offensive defenseman. You know, not, so what if he's already 29 years old? Maybe, maybe he's you know the next great offensive defenseman. Maybe, maybe he's Bobby Orr. Yeah, that'd be nice, and I mean, we need him to step up because Blake Coleman, we traded just a crap ton for him. He has no points for us yet, so yeah, so kind of kind of need Gaunt to step us step up for us. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so Chase, let's hear. Uh, before we we won't go over statistics, but before we get on to the poll reminder and hockey name of the day, let's just take a look at standings. So we got two losses. And an overtime win. So let's see exactly where we're sitting standings-wise. All right, so if we look at the standings, we currently sit second in the Atlantic. We've kind of fallen off a little bit. We're very close to Boston the next time we or the last time we looked at standings. Uh, we're five points behind now. We still have a game in hand, so we could be within three points. Uh, but this past week kind of, I don't want to say derailed us, but it definitely pushed us back a little bit when it comes to the Atlantic division. We still sit second in the whole league, which is awesome to see. Pittsburgh and Washington, both close behind us. Uh, We have two games over Pittsburgh, one game over Washington. They're both sitting five points behind us. But right now, Pittsburgh and Washington are currently playing. So, uh, you know, one team at least is going to take a loss in that one. So we'll see what happens there. Um, But, yeah, Chase, anything that stands out for you in the standings category? I mean, a lot of it's, you know, kind of like what we've – Seen, you know, the last couple weeks, our, our Tampa Lightning surging. Uh, the Metro remains kind of the same. Uh, you know, the, this Rangers team, like, still, like, kind of has a, like, 
a realistic chance to somehow sneak into the playoffs, which is like really shocking because like they're, you know, their roster is just so weird, and like Panarin's been playing so well, obviously, but they, you know they're they're so young. Mikas Bindrad's been playing well, but like this Rangers team, even though you know they're second to last in the Metro, they're still very much in the pl- playoff race. So I find that a little interesting. Uh, we'll see what they do. And this Columbus Blue Jackets team, if they make the playoffs, you know, I've said it before, John T- Tortorella's winning the Jack Adams. So, like, this whole Metro, really, except for the Devils, you got to keep mm-hmm. an eye on. Yeah, and that's a realistic possibility, too, because the Carolina Hurricanes lost their two starting goalies, like we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. on. Right now, the plan is to call up their two AHL goaltenders. We'll see if they get a trade done. I think if they can get a trade done to try to get like Robin Lehner, then they may solidify their spot in the playoffs. But as of right now, without the goalie help, I'm thinking they may fall with uh, you know Columbus, New York, uh, even Buffalo lurking. Uh, but Buffalo, they've uh, had another slide like last year. Yep. They they continue to drop games, but Jack Eichel, he's a stud. So I don't want to count him out quite yet. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But with this Carolina team again, really quick. Uh, you know, Columbus obviously had the luck with Elvis coming in and playing so well. I don't think they're going to have the same kind of luck with Alexander Jokovic, but, you know, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, so that's it for our standings talk, Chase. Let's now go over our poll reminder, and then we'll do a hockey name of the day and an outro. Yeah, so our poll involves last Thursday's episode. Should Tampa make additional moves this deadline season? Uh, you know, just yes or no. Let us know what you're thinking, who they should add, who they should trade, whatever, whatever ideas you got. You know, we still got time. You know, I, I know by the time this episode releases, you were only going to have a couple hours before trades can only be, like, officially made. But still send us what you're thinking. Uh, the tweet's still up there, so if somehow you just hear this before it gets released, you know, make sure to go check it out again. Uh, but, yeah, make sure, make sure to go vote on that poll, retweet it to your followers, uh, interact as much as possible. Yeah, and an additional move could also, you know, go with, like, signing Zach Bogosian. Yeah. If you think we should sign Zach Bogosian, make sure to go vote in that. Uh, again, this releases on Monday. The trade deadline is Monday as well. It's uh, afternoon on Monday, so hurry up, get over there, vote in that poll before the trade deadline is over. All right, Chase, let's now go on to a hockey name of the day. Before we started recording, you said it wasn't a very hard one. Uh We'll see if that's the case. So I'm going to scroll down here. We'll see what, what we have in store. Uh, you, you are right. This isn't a very hard one. It's an interesting name. Yeah. Uh, it is Robert Ruba. Yes, it is. Robert Ruba, just one of my favorite names to say in hockey, just because it's just Ruba. Like, like, what a last name. So Mr. Ruba is an Estonian forward who is currently 26 years old, playing in the Finnish uh, top league. The 45 games this year, 11 goals, 12 assists, 23 points. You know, he's he's a weird player. He's someone who, like, he's kind of been on my radar for a while. Like, I've, I've known him since he was, like, a, a bit of, not, like, known him, but known about him since he's a bit of, like, a, you know, junior player. And he's kind of had a slow progression where he, he's had some time in the in the, the top finish league before. He spent some time in the junior league. He spent some time in the second league. And then these last couple years, you know, in, in the league, his numbers have just kept improving, improving, improving. You know, he's the type of guy where... Like maybe if you know makes a move to the KHL, uh, not after his contract's up, he's got one more year in his contract left in Finland, you know, and then put up some numbers. Maybe he could be an NHL player at like 28, 29, 30. Uh, you know, he's one of those type of guys, kind of like how like you know Shipachev came over briefly before he went back, you know. But he he's someone who's who's got some talent who I think maybe one day could possibly get an NHL contract, but 
uh, that's for the future. Yeah, and also, who was the guy that signed with the Penguins and recently got traded? Ulya Palve? Yeah, Ulya Palve. Uh, he's, I think, like 28, so uh, a possibility for Robert Ruba to do a similar thing as Ula Palve. So an interesting name to keep an eye on for the foreseeable future. But now we hit him with an outro, Chase. Yes, we do. So I want to we appreciate you all for listening. I want to thank you. Uh, if you would like to become a patron on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. Start as low as a dollar. Uh, different levels go up from there. Each donation level comes with different prizes, different uh, different rewards, I guess. So if you guys could do that, we really appreciate it. Uh, it gives us you know, the incentive and the ability to be able to, to do more things. If you can follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast, that would be great. While you're at it, might as well follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet, that is at HockeyPodNet. Make sure you get in on their giveaways. They're doing giveaways all the time. They're easy. You just retweet, click a couple buttons. Uh, you know, that's all you got to do. It's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Uh, if you know if, if you're looking to possibly hear some some of the other podcasts within the Hockey Podcast Network, if you haven't checked them out yet, go to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. All 31 team podcasts are right on there. You just click on the logo. It takes you right to the SoundCloud link. Boom, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Leave a comment. You know, send us your questions on Twitter, DM us, email us, whatever you got to do. Just, you know, try to reach out with us. Reach out to us, excuse me. Be interactive with us and just let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, most definitely. And, uh, you know, we have our own individual feed now for the Bolts broadcast. Make sure you guys... Follow that, and then it'll be a lot more accessible. All of our episodes are going to be a lot more accessible compared to on the Hockey Podcast Network feed because you get all of them there. If you do want to listen to a couple of those other podcasts for the Hockey Podcast Network, though, make sure you follow that feed as well on whatever you're listening to, Apple Music, Spotify, anything like that. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, Be interactive, like Chase said. Uh, That's really all we have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you later.